The scripture reading for today is from Matthew 13, 1 through 23. Later that day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into a boat. Then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. He told many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, since they didn't have deep roots. They died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still, other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. His disciples came and asked him, Why do you use parables when you talk to the people? He replied, You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. That is why I use these parables. For they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. This fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah that says, When you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear. And they have closed their eyes, so their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand. And they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. I tell you the truth. Many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but they didn't see it. And they long to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. Now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the, th among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as they've been planted. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, brothers and sisters. It's nice to see you this weekend. Thanks for coming to church, even if it's a holiday. No, I'm glad to be here. My name is David Zimmerman. I'm an elder here at Christ Central. And uh, normally, one of the things I do is not preach, but to teach your kids. And uh, <laughs> I really enjoy teaching your kids. I I'm, I'm not trying to just flatter you here. But your kids are smart. And I love when your kids ask us some real tough questions. That's the best part of it. Uh, a few weeks ago, Sue Ann and I, I, can't, I uh, we're, were teaching. 
And, and one of your kids, Peter, <laughs> he asked us a doozy. He said, hey, David, if we, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. If we can't see God and we can't hear God, how do we know it exists? Ooh, that's a good one. I am so glad to hear him thinking. I'm so glad he feels comfortable in our class to ask a tough question. And that's why I just love teaching your kids. You know? But sometimes as we get older, life gets more complicated, right? And things come up and we kind of stop asking questions. And as we read this passage today together, I hope that you leave with the confidence to know that Jesus invites you to keep, keep asking those tough questions. You know, we, we start in this story here with Jesus telling this, this parable, right? And, and maybe you've heard this before. It's called the parable of the sower, typically. And it's about a farmer. And the farmer is just simply scattering seeds around his farm. Some of the seeds, right, fall on the path. Some of the seeds fall on some, like, thin soil with rocks underneath it. Not great stuff. Some of the seeds he casts out, they, they fall among the, the weeds and the thorns. get choked out. But some of the seeds that this farmer sows falls on some good soil. And that grows and grows 30, 60, 100 times what was initially planted. What a nice little story. I mean, I don't get it. But, like, it's a nice little story, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe the issue is that I'm, it's for an agrarian society, and, you know, I'm, I'm not a farmer. Um, I mean, I grew up in Kansas, but I did not grow up on the farm. I, I grew up in the city, or as much as the city is in Kansas, that's where I grew up. So maybe, it, maybe the, my problem is I just don't relate to this. But I think the hardest part of this parable is how Jesus concludes this parable. In verse 9, he says, Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. I don't follow you, Jesus. <laughs> what does this have to do with throwing seeds around in a, in a farm? Well, I don't feel so left out because I'm not the only one who understands. It's the disciples don't understand the parable either, right? And so the disciples come to Jesus, and they ask him about it. But, but they, they kind of ask a weird question. They don't say in, uh, where are we? Already lost. In verse 11, they don't say, oh, verse 10. They don't say, hey, Jesus, you know, where, what are you talking about? What's up with this farmer throwing seeds around? That's not the question they ask him. Their question is, Verse 10, why do you use parables when you talk to the people? They're not questioning what the parable is about. They're questioning Jesus' methods. 
why you got to be so complicated, Jesus? Why can't you just tell it like it is? Well, Jesus, being who he is, is incredibly patient with being questioned. And he tells them the answer to the question. And that is a difficult answer. I, in verse 11, he tells them exactly why that he speaks in parables. He says, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. Oh. You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. And that's, that's not what I expected. That's kind of tough to hear. Some are permitted to understand, but others are not permitted. Who's doing the permitting? We, we, this is kind of, we call this the divine passive. It's God who permits some to understand. But he also does not permit others to understand. Ooh, gosh. I wish Pastor Kim was here and could handle this passage. But he's going to keep next week while we talk about more kingdom parables. I get to start with this one. And as if that's not hard enough to hear, Jesus then doubles down in verse 12. He says, To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken from them. Whoa. Jesus has just divided the world into two groups. Some who are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. And some who are not permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. How does, how does that make you feel? I, I remember uh, encountering this, this passage first in college. And th that little college Bible study ended with someone crying. I have a, another friend who encountered this idea and literally put his fist through a wall. This is hard to hear. But I'm going to ask that you join me as we walk through what Jesus is talking about here I think at the end there, you might find some good news. First, I'd like to talk about those who God has not permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. And then later, we're going to talk about those who God has permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. So let's, let's look together at this. And if we, if we follow down the passage as Matthew tells the story, that's kind of how Jesus proceeds to tell the story. He starts by talking about those who are not permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of God. 
And he, he continues to explain it in verse 13. He says, that is why I use parables. Hmm. For they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. And then Jesus digs the hole even deeper. He invokes Isaiah and he says, hey, it's just like Isaiah told you. Man, Jesus, you're just not letting up on this idea. But look really carefully at what Jesus is talking about. He is talking about what's on the next page. Well, the people who are unable or not permitted to see the secrets of the kingdom of God they're exposed to the message. They're able to see it. They're able to hear it. They're even exposed to the message. But they reject it. He says they don't listen. As he's quoting Isaiah, their hearts, he says, are hardened. In verse 15, they've closed their eyes. They don't see it, I think Jesus is getting at, because they don't want to. And perhaps the scariest part of this message that Jesus is telling his disciples is that Jesus is giving those who are not permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven exactly what they want. They do not want to hear what he has to say. He elaborates this even further as he starts to explain this parable. Down in verse 19, he starts talking about the seed that fell on the footpath, right? He says, that represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. Now, read this really, really carefully. It's not that they don't understand because the evil one snatched it from their hearts, right? First, they don't understand it. Then the evil one snatches it from their hearts. It's almost as if they can't be bothered understand it and that gives the evil one an opportunity to take it completely away from them hey Jesus that's a really cool little parable thing you just told us you know throwing seeds around you know that's that's cool and all I, I just don't get it and that's where it ends for some I can't be bothered to understand it in verses 20 and 21 Jesus continues to explain the parable by talking about the seed that fell on the rocky soil. He says, that represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But, since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. And they fall away as soon as they have problems. 
or persecuted for believing in God's word. There are sometimes when you, you spread the word, the seeds go out, people get really inspired. Wow, Jesus, that story was great. I just thought that was such a wonderful little story you told Jesus about like planting seeds and all. I feel warm and fuzzy inside. Thanks, Jesus. But the moment something difficult happens, it just evaporates. It's kind of like my dad says. You could tell who is listening in church based on how they treat you in the parking lot afterwards. Why do all my illustrations have to do with driving? I, maybe, I, maybe I struggle with that, right? He goes on to talk about the seed that fell among the thorns. Jesus says that represents those who hear God's word. But all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth. So, no fruit is produced. It's almost as like some people hear this message, but they don't believe it. So they, so it doesn't really make a difference. They don't believe it, so they start worrying. Or they don't believe it, and they don't need it. Hey, Jesus, that was a really great little parable. You know, I, I appreciate you telling me about the guy throwing seeds around and all, but, but like, i got to feed my family. And I just don't have time to waste on that. Or, or maybe it's those deluded by wealth. Hey, Jesus, what a really interesting little story about throwing seeds around and all. But, like, I got everything I need. Thank you. I'm, I'm well provided for. I, I don't need that in my life. That's how some people respond. But what does Jesus in this story do about those who are not permitted to understand? Does Jesus just give up on those who, who like the seed scattered on rocky soil, inspired immediately, but kind of, boy, does, does Jesus just like ignore those people? I don't think so. Because remember here, the only authority which I get to speak today is because I'm relaying God's word to you, right? That's why we're reading from Matthew. And, and remember that God's word is not just the parable Jesus tells. God's word is the way Matthew tells it. So let's skip backwards. Let's go backwards a little bit to verse 1 here. And I think in verse 1, let's pay attention to how Jesus, who later we now are revealed, knows that some people are not permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven. Let's see what Jesus does. Look in verse 1. What's the first thing Jesus do? He leaves home. Jesus isn't hanging out, waiting, hoping someone knock on his door and ask him, hey, what's up, Jesus? Tell me about the kingdom of heaven. No, he goes out. He goes out, and he sits down by the lake. Hey, Fourth of July weekend, don't we all want to go sit down next to the lake? But there's something we miss, right? So today, I get the opportunity to teach you. And as I teach you, I get to stand. Because this is how we teach. When I teach your children, I'm typically standing, right? 
If you teach professionally, you're taking the summer off and you're not standing at all because you stand all the rest of the year. This is the position we take in the 21st century about teachers. But back in Jesus' day, teachers sat. And so when we hear that Jesus went and sat next to the lake, we would immediately, if we were in Jesus' time, understand that to mean he's taking the position of a teacher. He's ready to teach somebody. And lo and behold, the crowds come and, and they become so big, Jesus moves from the side of the lake into a boat. All right, again, it's boating weekend, right? Fourth of July weekend, Jesus is going in the boat. He's not just going in the boat because it's cool. He's going in the boat because people can hear him better. You see, I, I have a friend, she just went to uh, Turkey this summer. And, and, and in Turkey, she got to see some of these old Greek amphitheaters. You know, you've probably seen pictures of them. It's kind of a semicircle, you know, kind of crawls up from the center area. Like way back when, that's contemporary to Jesus' day, they understood that if you wanted to hear somebody, you put them at the bottom of a kind of a semicircle amphitheater and you can hear them more clearly, right? They understood that. And Jesus probably understood that too, which is why he goes to the lake, because it's kind of a natural amphitheater. Jesus wants people to hear him. But even better, Jesus gets in the boat because there's really something interesting. You can do a little experiment this weekend, although the, the lake probably won't be as calm as it was for Jesus. If you're standing in a boat and the water's around you, it acts as a natural amplifier. Your voice goes down and reflects back up to the crowd. Jesus is taking some very specific steps because he wants the crowd to hear him. And, and notice, too, here in, in verse 3, he's not just telling them this parable. He told them many parables. Jesus has something to say to this, peop, this crowd that's gathering. He wants them to hear this message. Even though of all the crowd... Only a few asked him about it. Jesus, knowing full well that not all these people are permitted to understand, still took a lot of effort to make sure as many at least heard him, even though only a few came later and asked him about it. Maybe that's another reason why Jesus spoke in parables. Maybe Jesus wants you to ask questions. Anybody in that crowd could have come up and said, what are you talking about? But only a few did. even though not all in that crowd were permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, Jesus did everything he could to make sure the message he had was heard. Now, Jesus divided the world into two groups this day. 
those who are not permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven and those who are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. So we, we jump back to verse 10 and we, we learn about who is permitted to understand. Well, he's speaking to the disciples who came up to him and asked him a question. He says, you, you people who came and asked me a question about this, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. Why? What makes them so good that they get permission to understand this? Is it because they were smarter than everybody else in the crowd? I don't think so. Maybe, maybe they're more holy. I mean, they're disciples after all. You know, anybody who's read the Bible knows that the disciples were a really holy bunch of people. Never did anything wrong. Yeah, you can laugh because that's totally not true, right? The disciples messed up all the time. Just like me. Why do they get permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven? Let's look at verses 16 and 17. He says, But blessed are your eyes. Again, he's speaking to the disciples here. Blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see, but they didn't see it. And they longed to hear what you hear. They didn't it. Why did the disciples get permission to understand? Because they were blessed with that. Not because they deserved it. Not because they were smart enough to figure it out themselves. They were simply blessed. Blessed to see what? The truth. Many prophets and righteous people long to see. They got to see Jesus. The one that the prophets and old scriptures were always saying, hey, someone's coming. This one is coming. He is the Savior you've been waiting for. And Jesus is saying, you got to meet me. The one who, who came to die for you. And not just die to pay the penalty you deserve, but to die and be raised again to prove that God accepts you into his. They get to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, not because of what they did, but because they were blessed by what Jesus did for them. Because Jesus is not just an interesting teacher with interesting stories. Jesus is a teacher who loves. He loves you so much that he came from the beginning of time into this world to pay the penalty for our sins. That's the kind of teacher we have who loves us so much he'd rather die than to be apart from you. And to give us the confidence that we know that he accepted us, 
God raised him from the dead to prove that we are loved. Maybe the disciples were able to ask because they were blessed with the knowledge of how much their teacher loved them. And in that, they had the confidence to ask. Even ask the wrong question, right? Why are you doing it this way, Jesus? Now, some, some here today are, are in the crowd. Maybe you're visiting for the holidays. You're here. Maybe you're checking things out. I don't know. But you're in the crowd. And, and I'd say, you know what? We're glad you're here. Dare I say that God has brought you here today. And we are working really hard to do everything we can to, for you to hear this message about who Jesus is, this loving and kind teacher. Like I'm mic'd up, I get to stare in these really bright lights, I'm on a stage, elevated, the AV team is working hard trying to keep track of me here. Like we're working hard because we want you to hear this good news. But your story doesn't have to end in the tragedy of one who is not permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. That doesn't have to be the end of your story. The answer is, you can ask. I'm inviting you to ask questions. Ask these things. There's any number of ways you can ask. Like, I'll be here after the service. Ask me. You, you, you can see anybody with a name tag on. You might find a woman shepherd, an elder, a deacon, deaconess. I'm sure they'd be happy to talk to you with any questions that you might have. Sorry to just throw you under the bus like that, guys. Um, you know, we have these chairs. See these red chairs? Like, Pastor Kim is always reminding us about our red chairs. They're a great place to come and unleash your burdens in prayer. But they can be a place for you to come and ask your questions. I'm inviting you. Go ahead. Take advantage of those red chairs. Because that's what Jesus is doing. He's inviting you as the loving teacher to ask him questions. Now, inevitably, whenever we talk about difficult topics like this, sometimes people start to wonder, hey, am I one who's permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven? Or am I one who is not permitted? Or, or sometimes when we talk about this idea, we might find that you would say, well, I wonder if I've been permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. Maybe you're going through a rough spot in your spiritual walk and you're really starting to doubt or struggle and you wonder, maybe I'm not permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. If you find yourself to there, I got good news for you. I'm not worried about you if you're worried about being one of those people. Because notice what the people who do not, are not permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven are like. Jesus says, they don't hear. They don't listen. They don't care. 
So if you worry about that, I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about those who don't worry about it. But even if you find yourself in this doubting place today, the good news for you is that we follow a teacher who is not only knowledgeable, and lo- but he's loving too. And he invites you to bring those questions to him. Again, take advantage of this. We're, we're here to, to talk about this with you. Don't hesitate to bring even those questions up. And then, as Jesus continues to talk about those who are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, we get to the end of this parable, verse 23. And we learn that those who have seed, those, the seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word. And they will produce a harvest of 30, 60, or 100 times as much has been planted. So the implications here is that if you're one of his people, that good news that you not only have a teacher teaching you, but loving you, will produce fruit. It will make a difference. It will multiply in your life. And we have a lot of opportunities in our church, for that to happen. Right? We, we're trying a little trial Sunday school this summer, right? At night, that's why we kind of shifted things around to 10.30, right? Because we're trying to have a Sunday school at 9.30. I hope you can participate. What a great place to ask questions. Brad is happy to, to undelve the mysteries of the Trinity for you. Ask him. Right? What a great place. In, this, in the fall... We're going to restart our community groups. Fort Mill represent. What a great place to meet friendly people in a safe environment to ask some really tough questions. I tell you, if you really want, really want to see a harvest, I recommend joining me and the other Sunday school teachers. I swear, you will be asked wonderful questions. They won't be as hard as Peter's questions, but they're going to be good ones. And the reason I say that is I can confidently say the most influential people in my spiritual life were Sunday school teachers. These people, often, often women, would, would come and just download in my heart the volumes of Scripture they understood. The, the, the love and character of our God and what he is like, they would download. And I say this, really I'm thinking about one person in particular, Lois Coleman. She was a Sunday school teacher um, when I was maybe in my mid-20s. And she wasn't teaching me Sunday school. She was teach a fellow Sunday school teacher. And Lois, wonderful person who 
not only showed me how to teach kids, but she showed me my blind spots in my arrogant 25-year-old, which is not different, not in 50, arrogance, and she'd confront me on that. She took me under her wing. She'd have me over for dinner. And as I got to know her and her investing in my life, I learned something. Lois had some tough questions herself. I met Lois. Uh, she's probably old enough to be my grandmother at that point. And decades before, Lois had lost her husband and older son in a terrible car accident. And as I got to know Lois, even as an older woman, those questions of why this would happen remained with her. How could they not? Sudden tragedy like that. But the more she taught kids, the more she invested, the more fruit she saw. And although maybe those questions were never answered to the day she passed, she grew more confident in her Lord who not only provided the answers, but was loving enough to allow her to ask the questions. Oh, wow, I wish I was Lois Coleman. What a, I wish I had that. And I, one of the reasons I love teaching the kids is because I get to be a little bit of that, and I want to invite you. Let's do that. Stretch yourself. But no matter where you find yourself this morning, a member of the crowd, follower of Jesus, maybe you don't know where you are, the answer is the same for you. Keep asking the questions. Because our Savior is not just a great teacher with great answers. He's one who loves you immensely. And he is not afraid of any question that you might ask. And as Jesus said, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Will you pray with me, please? Heavenly Father, we are confronted and shook up by such a, a difficult passage from your word. But give us confidence from this to know you're not just any old teacher. You're a teacher who loves us so much that you came to die to pay the penalty we deserved so that we could be accepted by God and confidently ask you the questions that trouble the darkest areas of our heart. Thank you for such good news. Thank you for loving us so much. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.